right? Because we our brains just do that. They want to associate to the familiar. And it's like, it's work to go in the other direction than to like, what if there's a different path? What if this is, what if this is where I'm supposed to be? Like, that was a question I kept saying two weeks ago. Like, what if this is where I'm supposed to be? What if I'm not supposed to have, you know, 10 clients and not getting, what if I'm not supposed to? Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hey everyone, it's Hannah. On today's episode of Deeper Awareness, Josh and I sat down with Alma Kano, and oh, what a gift it was to be in her presence. She has this way about her that feels like a warm hug. Join us as we talk about authenticity and how important it is to listen to and speak your truth. Alma is a mom of two, an educator, and an evolving breathwork facilitator. Take a listen to her story. Welcome to today's episode. We're so happy to have Alma here with us. A little bit of background before I just turn it over to her is Alma and I were in the same pause breathwork facilitator program. And I just remember when you would speak, there was like this grounding I mean, I'm very grounding too. So it felt like home. Like I was like, she's one of my people, you know, it was just like, yeah, I could just feel it coming through you. Um, so yeah, and we've connected a few times now. And I'm just so excited for you to be here. And if you want to just take a minute and tell us about yourself, whatever that feels good for you. Sure. Um, well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me to the podcast. I am honored. So I'm I'm thankful for this space. Um, you said my name, Alma Kano. I am, um, when I first think of introducing myself, I go immediately to my like job, my work, right? So I've worked in education for 25 years, um, teacher, assistant principal, principal, Now I'm a director of an early childhood program within our school district, same school district for 25 years now. Um, But I'm a mom of two amazing boys that I am so thankful that I um, get to raise and and go through life learning and growing personally to then be able to share things with them to help them not go through things that are are unnecessary, right? Or, Or things that they don't. Um, like the awareness, I guess, like allowing them to experience things for, you know, greater awareness in life. So um, it's my joy. And I love children. I am like the neighborhood grandma, but not a grandma. Like I just will every kid, it's like Miss Alma, and they're hugging on me and I'm hugging on them. So babies and puppies, babies and dogs are my thing. Um, so yeah, that's just a little, I'm an educator and I'm a mom. And I'm a breathwork facilitator in like still like growing. Um, Yeah, growing into that. I love that. I love that it's, I think it's an American thing where when we introduce ourselves, we say what we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was a pickleball coach for a year or so. And played pickleball for six years. And there was a a friend of mine that introduced me to his wife and two kids. And he said, he's really good at pickleball. And I was like, I'm not taking that as my identity. Like I said, said, and I'm a good human. You know, I was like, I wanted to own that over Mm -hmm. hitting a wiffle ball over the net really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. even sick of asking people, like, what do you do for work? Like, when you meet someone, I want to ask, like, what's, what's, what makes you happy today? Like, yeah. What do you yeah, do? Yeah. What are you doing? What did you do yesterday? Like, I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. sick of just not only hearing that question, 
because mm. I'm the same mm-hmm. way. I don't really know how to answer it these days, but asking that question, mm. you yeah. do work. Like that's not how yeah. it's how we should be defined anymore. Sure. Yeah, I know. And for me, I think it's I it's 25 years. It's like half of my life. It's what I've done. Right. And it's like, I've got this little snapshot of, of life now in this last year that is like something different. And so, um, yeah. And, and I think about people who are like close to retirement and that's all they've done. And then when they retire and then what are, what will they be after? Right. And I don't want that for myself. Like, I feel like I will always be a teacher. I will always love kids. Right. I, I will always be um, someone who's learning. And so that piece of me won't go away. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, the, uh, the other day, my superintendent had us say, like, if you couldn't be, if you could be anything, you know, other than what you are, like, you know, professionally right now. And I don't think I answered, I answered it that later I was like, oh, crap, she's probably like, I said, I want to work for myself to my boss. <laughs> I said, this is <laughs> like, um, but learning how, you know, to to be something beyond just, you know, like you guys were just saying, like, what what's your job title, right? Because then I think there's another thought that comes after that, like, oh, you must be, I, I used to hate saying I was a school principal, because the response was always like, oh, well, let me make sure I behave. And it was like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't even want to say I'm a principal, because then it's like, immediately, there's a response, negative or positive for like, I love my school principal. I was, like, I was always in the office when I was a kid. And it's like, now I'm associated to that past memory of yours that I have nothing to do with just because I hold this title. So yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think of like Matilda. <laughs> See, <laughs> everyone has a connection to it, <laughs> some sort of way. Yeah, that's so good. Yep. Well, we love having conversations and just having a very casual, you know, just chill situation where where we just get to share. Um, and Hannah and I have really just, I guess, discovered how much we love hearing people's stories. And so the name of the podcast is Deeper Awareness. And what we like to hear is people's stories of going through life, doing the things that society kind of said, this will make you happy. You know, this will fulfill you. And then there's like a point or a situation or something happens. And we discover that that was all bullshit. And so, and then we have to do something different. We, we, it's usually a journey inside. There's like, there's something that was like, okay, that didn't work. So what can I do inside to maybe give that or provide that or find that? So Mm -hmm. if any of that resonates, we'd love to hear your version of that. Oh, um, yeah, I feel like I that I have like chapters in my life that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um and I can rewind like like first time changing, I guess I would say. Like I grew up Catholic. I you know, um went to catechism class, you know, confirmation, all that. And then I remember in college, I um before college I don't remember exactly when but I used to go and I used to say there's I I want a connection with God I want to connect with God and I would I would go to church and I would walk you know from the apartment that we lived in in the city and um I remember being at mass standing up kneeling down sitting doing all of the things and 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 then walking home feeling just as empty as I walked in and I hated that feeling. And it wasn't a feeling of like, I'm doing something wrong or I'm not doing it right. It was like, there's something, there's something else, like something else. Um, can't remember the time frame between that experience. And then now I'm in college and um, I remember um, I used to play really loud music. I had my own little dorm room and then two doors down, there was another gal who was playing her loud Christian music. And so we were like competing with our music. 
um I was like listening to like R&B and rap and stuff <laughs> like I was listening to really um non-Christian music and then she would try to come over and like talk to me and uh, and I was just like yeah 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 um she always gave me these little she would give me these booklets or these things to read and I wouldn't read them um and then I had a um well, I started reading some of the books, I think. I, I started reading um, some of the books, like Joyce Meyer. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Joyce Meyer, but she she writes a lot of those books. So it was all of Joyce Meyer books I was reading. And um, yeah, I, I was like taking in the information, but not really moving with it, not doing anything. And then I was, I was in a relationship with someone who was not very nice to me. He was not kind. And we had a really bad situation. Um, and um, we were out in Detroit and he was physically, you know, um, aggressive with me. And after that, I just remember I had this like crucifix ring on my finger and I was like, I just need you, God. I need you. I need you, Jesus. And and then after that, I just kind of retracted and was like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I don't want to be part of this. Like there's more. And I remember being back in my dorm room and just crying and sobbing and then just feeling this like <laughs> this like warm and cold like sensation over my body and just feeling like this is you, God. This has to be you because there's nothing else in the room. There's no one else there saying anything. And all of these words from all of these books that I'd been reading were just like pouring into my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I stopped playing my rap music <laughs> and I start listening to the Christian music. And then she invites me to her church one day. And so I go and I, if this was a Christ, a black Christian church, right? So I go to this church and I am just consumed with the power and the like beauty and the the music and the message. And I'm like, this is it. This was the experience that I wanted. And so I was like, I was like a church rat. I was there all the time. They would make fun of me. They're like, if there's a funeral, almost showing up. If there's like anything that's happening, almost showing up. And I was like, I just wanted it all. I was just taking it all in. I wanted to be that. Right. And, and, uh, I was in the choir, can't sing. I was, I was in everything. <laughs> I was everything. Um, but it was such a good, like, it felt so filling. It felt so like connecting to my spirit, um, you know, reading the Bible and um, reading through these, the scripture and like, like receiving like these, now I will call them downloads, but now, you know, before it was like these messages from God. Um, and then we had this, um, he was an elder of the church who started a smaller church in, um, if anyone's from the Chicagoland area, Cabrini Green. It was all housing developments. It was mostly African-American, very, uh, uh, lots of poverty, lots of gangs, lots of shooting, fighting. Like it just wasn't, it was, it was like on the news as the unsafest place, right? To be. And then here comes me. <laughs> He wants to have a church down there. He wants to hold church. And so it's like, okay. I, I And then he found out that I had just graduated from college as a teacher. And he was like, I need a Bible study teacher for my kids. And I was like, sign me up. Another thing I was signing up for. So there I was going down to Cabrini Green every Thursday and Sunday for Bible study on Thursday and then um, services on Sunday. And um, that was fulfilling, right? Because I was a teacher now. Now I'm now I'm crossing. I'm blending the two, right? I'm I'm a studied teacher, and now I get to teach the word of God to these children. And again, Miss Alma, Miss Alma, I was like, you know, and that there was no fear. Like I tell one of my African American friends, and I I tell her, and she laughs at me. She's like, "You were where? What? You were in Cabrini Green?" And and I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I just would walk through." saying hi to the, you know, folks there and then walk right in. The pastor would come out to the car every time and say, and I'd be like, why did, why are you coming out? And he's like, cause I want to make sure you're safe. I was like, I feel safe. I feel fine. And so he was like, so you can come in on your own. I was like, yeah. So every day, I, every time I'd go, I'd go in. That was super fulfilling. And, um, you know, it made me get into the Bible 
deeply so that I could make sure that what I was reading, I could then share with them. So it's not like I had a curriculum or something that I was following. I was purely reading the word and, and then sharing with the children. And, and, um, until one day the pastor said, I think, I think you're ready for the adults. And I was like, okay. And he sent me home and said, pick any verse and I want you to teach on Sunday. Got it. I go every night. I read. I pray. I read. I pray. I read. I pray. Sunday comes. And I stand before them. And I just cry. And sobbing uncontrollably at some points. Can't get my words out. And I tell them, I didn't hear God tell me anything. And I'm not going to pretend like I heard something and I'm not going to stand up here and misinterpret his word and have it land somewhere where it's not supposed to land. It's I'm too responsible to to do that. Like I can't do that. And so um, being in a church, everyone was so super supportive and loving and caring and, and like they understood and the pastor got up there and he, you know, you know, did his sermon. And I, I honestly don't remember feeling shame. I felt, I felt supported, which was good. Right. Um, and I felt, um, like it was the right thing to do to not stand up there and, and just make something up. Right. Just to, um, so I hold on to that when I see people standing before me, right. Like, and, and, and even in the church, because as I continued with that church, there was things that I saw that I didn't like, that didn't connect with me and my soul. And there were like just wrong things, right? And then all of a sudden, this this beautiful space of God and the people of God started to turn ugly to me. And I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I felt hurt and I felt... Um, damaged by that that it's like I don't want to have anything to do with God and then I connected God to the man right God to the people and I I was done I was out didn't want to be a part of it anymore um and everyone from that church would reach out to me and like hey Miss Alma never would I ever return phone calls never would I ever respond to text messages nothing I just needed to be away because I couldn't I couldn't manage deciphering between or discerning between truth, manipulation, or self-serving approaches, right? Like I didn't, I didn't, couldn't, it just didn't feel good. So I just stopped, just stopped going to church. I stopped. Um, and then the time between there and pause has been many years, um, you know, still don't go to church, still, you know, um, I'm very skeptical about um, people of God, right? Like anything that is an organized religious thing. Um, but then I then I find pause, right? Then I find pause, and um, I I felt like ripe and ready for some heart healing. And I remember joining one of her, you know, um, Sam Skelly's free uh, breathwork sessions. And there was like a hundred some of us on there, right? So I was just like this little bitty square on the on the screen. And I was happy to be just a little bitty square. I wasn't trying to be in front of anyone. Um, but I remember like my heart, it's always my heart. It's always my heart. Um, my heart just wanting to feel love, be a part of something, believe with people and the power of belief like that was just, oh, and I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And then I was supposed to do pause that year and I chickened out and then I did it the next year and then I, you know, committed and chickened out and maybe financially couldn't <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, and then, and then joined um, started pause and there were these essence and I haven't even said this out loud as I'm saying this there have been these like these like similarities to the power of um 
that that would happen in the church for me and that would happen with pause that it was like a little scary because again the manipulation and the pain that happened with church stuff and yet yet wanting to be so open and trusting and believing and hoping and like and so you know the more I would read and the more that I would you know participate in our classes it was like all of it was like like lining up and making sense and it was just okay this this feels settling and I think what also is comforting to me about it is that that I, it isn't a it isn't a it, though though we have someone teaching us, we're not tied to the teacher like the the manipulative piece that I felt I had in the church right. It's like it's coming back to me like I get to move through my things I get to breathe to my things and it it comes back to me um and not a, a relying on the the human person to like be that for me so so those pieces I think have been transformational for me like in the church and then coming through pause and then just as pause is just like this I don't even know how to describe it it's just like or just breath work in general, I should say, not necessarily pause. Pause was my experience, right? That I that I um, was able to have um, in relation to breath work, and so, um, so now I feel like every day that I have a either a breath work session or like I get a download, it reminds me a little bit of receiving information from God, right? And then it reminds me that. There, there's there's this space still within me that wants to give, wants to serve, wants to be whole, wants to be a part of something. Um, and so all of that like gets me to today while I'm still trying to like move forward in this and what that looks like and what it means for me and what it means for the people that I connect with because one of the similarities that was an uncomfortable similarity is like right in the church it was like you have to be like an evangelical and you have to you know bring people to Jesus and you have to tell them about the word and so that they can be saved and it was almost like they're bad or they're in a bad situation and you have to go bring them to save them and sometimes when I think of pause and I think of the business part of pause and I think not pause breathwork uh, the business side of 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 breathwork um, like it feels that way and that's uncomfortable to me that doesn't that doesn't feel like flow it feels like force right like there's broken people that I need to go fix and that's not my responsibility but it's like this message is transferring that needs to be like two different things here like that was that now I'm here like what what, what does it look like here though right um and so I think I feel a little, I feel a little stuck in that, right? Because I don't know what what it is. I don't know how it moves forward. Um, because there's also this this realization actually before I jumped on, I was just breathing for a few minutes and and that that's exactly what what came up that you I can't the mission is not to save people. It's it's that's not that's not the mission. If if I'm making it a responsibility of mine, right? Like no one came and saved me. I joined a program and I worked on this. I'm working on myself, right? And so thinking about it from that lens, that it's until that thinking is really like checked right that I don't save anyone that my work doesn't it isn't me I don't know if I'm describing that like I'm not I, I'm not the the savior to anyone right the work that that I do and the work that people do in themselves is what creates that that shift and that change in them um as it's done for me in in many ways um and so here I am now, like sometimes, you know, muddling through this and like 
oh, this feels, ugh. and then sometimes feeling so light, like, oh, this is just beautiful, right? Like these ups and downs that that come with this journey. Um, and then trying not to associate, like, there's something wrong with me when it doesn't feel like it's moving forward, right? Like I keep saying, like, this must be the cocoon phase. I must be in a cocoon right now. <laughs> my butter, my wings aren't ready to flap and fly and be beautiful and, you know, and out there yet. Like, that's okay. So what are we doing in here? What's what's the work? What can we work on right now? Um, so that it doesn't feel like I'm buried somewhere over over underground, right? Like you said earlier, Josh, not just grounded, but underground. I don't want to be underground, right? Um, for too long. I got to sprout at some point. Um, so yeah, so here I am. I think that kind of snapshots the journey to my present and the changes and uh, experiences that I've had. I will say that after that pastor had me stand in front of the the adults that one time and I sobbed. Um, I don't remember if it was the next time after that or the time after that is when like everything opened up and I was like writing, hearing, you know, having these messages. I'm big on analogy. So like everything was connecting to something and I can describe it in a way that was understandable and like, ex like they've experienced. And and then I, w I, since then, I, I mean, as a kid, I was a talker. I was forever, my kid, my sisters would be like, oh my God, Alma, we want to go to sleep. Can you stop talking? Um, but not in front of people. But that experience allowed me to be a little bit more confident in front of people um, where I, I don't mind talking. I don't mind standing in front of people. As long as I have something to say, I, I can, you know, that makes sense. I'll stand in front of people. It doesn't scare me. Um but I, I always attribute it back to that experience. And it's and now as I'm thinking about it, I I see it as this like like this humbling honor, right? That I was honest with myself and with the people. That it was like, it was almost like a test. I can see it as a test. Like I had an opportunity to lie. I had an opportunity to share whatever and just make something up. But I I I bowed out of that opportunity and 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 rested in in honesty instead. Um, for myself and the people's sake, I don't know if I could even like sleep at night if I stood up there and I said something, ah, just no, it's not me. <laughs> That's so beautiful that you chose authenticity back then, like just to, mm. just because like there was something that was so genuine about you that you, you just couldn't say anything that wasn't true. Yeah. 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 Which probably might be a reason why it's so upsetting sometimes when I know that people aren't being truthful, right? Because I feel it as pain for myself and anyone else who's believing it, right? Or this manipulative like way. Um, so yeah, that does that does uh, that does create something um, in me when I when I feel like people aren't being authentic or aren't telling the whole truth, right? Like because all every single one of us can can only like right now what I shared like there's details that I personally I don't even remember but you know there's stories that we can tell that that may not have the whole truth in there and then it'll have you believing something what you walk away with you'll believe something out of that right um yeah if it's intentionally laid out that way I don't know too much manipulation I just don't like it <laughs> and it's everywhere yeah. Yeah. So when people aren't strong in their truth, it's so easy for people to get manipulated, right? Is that the right way of saying that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Manipulated. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. And I think because there's so many like hurting people or like how I shared, right? Like I just want a connection. I want to connect with something. And there, there are people out there that want it so bad that forsake everything just for that connection. Um and so knowing that about myself, that I know I can't be the only one that has that. I don't want to do that to other people. I don't want to be that um, for other people. Yeah. I even read somewhere recently where <laughs> it's hit me so hard. I've been thinking about it all week is people pleasing as a form of manipulation mm -hmm. to yourself mm -hmm. and to other people. 
And yeah. I'm a huge people pleaser. So I've been like, oh my God, am I manipulating all the people in my life? Like, it's just a really good reflection inward to to just get curious about and wonder, mm-hmm. like, yeah. why am I, like, I, you know, simply just thought I, I was doing certain things just to, so everyone would be happy, but that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not fair to people. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I honor you for always having that it's like you're a human um lie detector (laughs) (laughs) oh but I've got I've had my like huge doses of people pleasing too though like because uh, you know I've one that's always wanted to keep the peace and make sure that everybody's happy make sure that everyone's okay and so like yeah it's like I don't want to upset anybody I don't want anyone to be angry with me and that I think has just recently come to a head for me that it's like I think I'm okay with upsetting people Mm. I think I'm going to be okay with with if they don't like me um and and not leaps and bounds guys so I'm not gonna say that but like certain situations that are like you know being a, a director of a of a program I have to manage people right and sometimes I have to make decisions that people don't like and um and I have to be okay with that right like I say that and I feel it in my stomach as I'm saying it out loud right now that it's like that that like can chisel at my confidence when somebody doesn't like what I've done and then I have to remember that it's not about me it's not about them if the state of Illinois wants me to carry something out this way and they're funding our program, guess what? My feelings don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. Let's try to work this together so that it can, we can make it happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's, um, I'm growing into that, um, or maybe growing out of people pleasing. Let's call it that growing out of people pleasing. Um, well, even just vocalizing that is so hard for me to be like, well, I like what, whatever you had said was, um, I don't, if I, I don't care if I upset people like that's mm-hmm. even just speaking that can, is mm-hmm. such a huge step. Yeah. And I think I, I'm a super curious person. Like, so then I wonder like, why is that so upsetting to them? What's going on with them that makes that mm-hmm. so hard for them? to now shift from entering one door to the other, you know, you can't come out of door eight, you got to come out of door seven or whatever. And I'm just making that up. But like, why is that so upsetting? So I become curious about that for them, as opposed to taking it personally, like, man, that really is so upsetting to them. I wonder why I wonder and and, and the courage to then hold that conversation is also evolving, right? Like I noticed that that was really upsetting for you. Do you want to talk about it? And then I have to remember, like, not everybody's ready to share. Not everybody's ready to like, it's upset or articulate why it's upsetting to them, right? Like maybe they don't even know why it's upsetting to them, right? Um, so, so yeah, knowing, I think that's, that's helpful, I guess, to be curious. Like, oh, I wonder why that's so upsetting to them as opposed to turning it inward. Like it's all about me. And I, you know, I'm the bad person. Um, and especially yeah. in your position at work too. Like mm-hmm. if I, I don't, can't even imagine have, because I would just want to please everybody and <laughs> there, you just can't, there's no way mm-hmm. of making everybody happy, especially when you have to make big decisions like that. Yeah. Yeah. And having that curiosity and understanding for people is such a mm-hmm. gift you're the right person yeah. for the job it sounds like <laughs> thank you yeah it's definitely been uh in 25 years a job that I've evolved into um and I think yeah and I think the grounded piece too like always trying to stay grounded because I get angry at work like I get upset <laughs> like people make me piss me off um knowing now though that you know I need to put my feet flat on this ground right now because I don't want to say the wrong thing I don't want to emotionally react to what they're you know or taking some deep breaths and I have an amazing principal in the building now who just is is also you know grounded and like you know curious and you know she I'm more curious than her she tells me all the time she's like I just say you are the one that gets curious like I don't 
so we're like a good yin and yang for each other. Um, and, and again, that's super helpful. Um, so, but now knowing that, you know, rather than flying off the handle and getting really upset, it's like, I feel the sensations in my body. Now I'm feeling this like happening in there, like, and then getting curious about why is it so upsetting to me? You know, it's like they they want to complain about something and, and it's bothering me that they're complaining about something. Why am I bothered by their complaint? Right. So like, yeah, just just staying in that space of of wondering curiosity and then and then but staying tethered. Right. Because if I'm not tethered, I'm snapping on somebody. and I don't want to, um, you know, boss included, because I will like my boss, too. Like I, I'll, you know, everybody I don't think. I I, I want to say that, you know, as a boss, like, you know, everybody loves me or everybody likes me, but I know good and well that people don't like me, right? I have to make some decisions and my boss is the same. Like she has to make some hard decisions that sometimes don't make sense, you know, and they're upsetting. And so rather than being upset with her, um, which I think I've done way too many times, then it's, you know, again, coming back like, man, this is really upsetting to me and she's going on about her business going on to work doing her thing and I'm sitting here like why you know why didn't she or why did she or why doesn't she um and then it's just like it's a leak in my energy right like as as a vessel there's like punctured my own vessel to release energy in the wrong direction like that's not what I'm supposed to be using my energy for um you know yeah so if I may, you mentioned you're in a cocoon. From my perspective, you you are outside of the cocoon. You might have like wobbly wings or something. Mm. Mm. But the way yeah. you're talking and describing and holding yourself, it it may feel like gooey. Mm-hmm. But yeah. from my perspective, looking at you, like there's so much strength and just solidness in mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe just drinking that in for a minute and just really mm-hmm. marinating in the beauty that the spot that you're at is is so perfectly you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I think I definitely feel strength. I I like the gooey and I like the the like, you know, probably like crumpled up wings that aren't ready and dry yet to like take off. Like I can see that um that being a phase. I think two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, I, I was feeling pretty cocoon cocoon mm. <laughs> like in a cocoon. Um I do feel a little a little bit stronger or yeah, I feel a little bit stronger. I feel like there's always strength there, though. It's this like, like you're like my mind will try to interpret, right? Like, or try to make these assumptions, right? Because we go off of our past like oh this must be right because we are because we our brains just do that they want to associate to the familiar and it's like it's work to go in the other direction then to like what if there's a different path what if this is what if this is where I'm supposed to be like that was a question I kept saying two weeks ago like what if this is where I'm supposed to be what if I'm not supposed to have you know 10 clients and not getting what if I'm not supposed to then it's like Okay, I felt a little better, right? As opposed to why don't I have 10 clients? Why am I not breathing people? Why do I feel so uncomfortable and sounding like I'm trying, like like the, evangelic, the, the evangelist Christian, why am I feeling this way as a breathwork guide, right? That I, I like, that I'm trying to push this onto people and it feels uncomfortable. Um, sorry, camera again. <laughs> and it feels uncomfortable, um, you know, as, and then, and then I just was like, let's just shift the question here. How, how, how could this be? And it didn't, and I would ask the questions and it was almost like I was rolling my eyes at myself, like, 
Sure. Let's ask the question, Alma. Let's see what, let's play this little mind game over here too. But it did, I think it did help to um, look at my perspective a little bit differently, right? Like instead of fighting it or instead of like being unkind to myself, because um, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, there's, there's, a breathwork guide in me that is here to serve and 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 honor people in their spaces and and witness them the process through like there's no doubt in my mind it's 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 that same mind <laughs> that wants to okay remember I'm a teacher right there's lesson plans there's there's all of these things that come with this teacher piece that I've been that it's like how do I release that a little bit to just flow right that's that's the other one that it's like just to flow just flow um and so when josh reached out to me i you know we were um there was this monday group that i was participating in and um one of our former classmates she was in our class as well josh she um she said i'm just saying yes to everything now and i was like say yes to everything <laughs> Dash calls me and I'm like, yes, <laughs> saying yes to everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Cause you know what? If I say no, then I'll never have that experience to know how it could have gone. Right. So it's like, she's like been, you know, like she'll be at a, at a like market and she'll mention breath work and then they'll be like, oh, so-and-so does these kind of circles and blah, 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 blah. Would you like to go do it? And she was like, yes, yes. And she'll just say yes to everything. I'm like, I'm going to take a page from your book there, Sarah. Like we're good. I'm gonna say yes to everything. So so you were my first yes, Josh. So you asked me and here I am. <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? No, I don't watch movies. I'm so bad. <laughs> no, I'm such a movie. I'm like it's bad. I just love watching movies. But he it's just, it's the whole movie is he has to now say yes to everything. And- oh, and his life just completely changes. He starts experiencing wow. so much joy and oh. he can't, like there's something that actually happens or he can't say no. So he gets really stuck in certain situations, but oh. it's, it's I, that I just love that. I love how, how, different, I guess. how different your life can be when you say yes to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fun nugget. Like I was doing it just in practice, but I think that's such a fun nugget to like hold on to from this. That just saying yes, like just say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, try it, do it. Like and not to get confused with saying no to, you know, setting your boundaries. Oh, right, right. No, no. <laughs> saying yes to experiences. Yes. Very important disclaimer there. Yes. <laughs> yes. To say no is a whole nother empowerment that I've been learning also. <laughs> hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's another, that's another one. Saying no is hard though. I think, especially with that people, people pleaser um, side of, of us who've been people pleasers um, or um, recovering people pleasers. I call myself a recovering people pleaser, recovering all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, which gives me room that if I end up doing something that is a people pleasing act, that it's like you're recovering. You're still on the mend here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been too long. Um, but saying yeah. no is hard to I think I'm getting better at it though. Again, mm-hmm. that's I'm, re- I'm recovering. This is this is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I think okay. people something like that, like people pleasing, I just think is like just generations deep so it's 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 oh I feel like it's always a process especially when we've come from parents that were people pleasers grandparents and so on and so forth that just Mm -hmm. generations of people that didn't know how to set their boundaries absolutely yeah yeah that's a fun one to go down if you want to look backwards like oh my yeah and then and then historically why maybe it wasn't it didn't start as people pleasing but maybe it was just a, you just couldn't say no so you had to say yes and then it just continued right like so yeah that, there's there's that. I, that I I get curious about that too I'm like man here we are like fighting the things that we're fighting not even realizing how anchored we are in the past and then and you know 
not, and not just like our own past, but our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents and all of our ancestors. Like that's another, um, that's another uh, space of curiosity for me too. Mm-hmm. But like I said to Josh yesterday, like I am a really good at going down rabbit holes, like <laughs> really good. <laughs> and then I get lost and then I'm like, am I in a cocoon again? <laughs> I feel gooey again. <laughs> it's so gooey. <laughs> So Alma, with breath work, mm-hmm. in what way do you feel like it's impacted or changed or benefit your benefited your life the most? Mm. Um, it, I uh, the awareness of consciously breathing and going inward, I think, has. Um, been a big impact, right? Like I've been breathing for 46 years <laughs> and had no idea that if I consciously with intention breathe and hold either be held or or hold myself in a space that things can break up within me that I didn't know were there. And that to me was so like, that's what gets me like super stoked and hyped for everybody else to like, oh my God, you got to, the like evangelist, like, oh my God, you have to know about this. That's how I was about Jesus, right? Like you have to be saved. You have to, right? Like I get like that. And then I, and then I move from it because I'm like, okay, how about I get a little more of this, right? And I, and I recognize, and I break some of these things up within myself before it's like selling, selling an amazing you know, plane before I even build it, right? Like I haven't, I haven't really quite built it just yet and it doesn't have all the parts yet. So, so for me, I think the beauty of the simplicity of it, right? The like breathing consciously or being held and then just the like releases that come. Like I remember doing this one uh, breathwork session. It was a recorded one from um, one of our mentors and it was, I was like, I was like laughing, crying, curled up. I was all of everything. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember going on to our, um, we had a, every other week we had a pod call with a smaller group. And I remember asking like, are you supposed to know what you like processed out of your body? Like, are you supposed to name it? And and I remember him saying like, you you don't have to know, like, it's just gone. Like, it's not there. And I could feel the emptiness of that space or that, or the lightness of not caring whatever that was. Some of it was like past relationships that I could really pinpoint. And then some of them was like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was like big. And it, and I, and I was in a fetal position at some point and I was like angry at some point, And I was like, I was doing one of these like throughout my body, like away, like releasing. And then afterwards just laying there and going like, oh my God, there was some broken things that just like were gone. And like, I don't, and then because of my structured mind, right? Like I want to make sense of it all. Like, oh, this must've been this, this. So I was thankful that he said, you don't have to know. You just, if it's there and it's in the way and it gets out of the way, let it be out of the way. Like, don't, don't try to like, let me examine what I just moved out. Like, no, it's gone. Like, let it go. So there, there was some liberation in that. Um, And so on the flip though, when I have the honor of holding people and I, and I, and I, and I do hold that as a very like, again responsible thing right like i i i want to hold you with integrity and and safety is so important for me um for myself and for my breathers like watching someone is is such an honor to watch them process through to then come to the end and then have this like whether they're ahas, whether they are liberation from things or, or whether it's just a release, whatever it may be, is like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I, I, I'm so humbled afterwards. Like, I'm so humbled during and before. Like, 
I was telling Josh yesterday, like I was, I held a, a group um, session and I, I took a half day from work so I can go be in nature and like ground and make sure that I, my energetically, that I was energetically clean, that I could show up for them and be able to hold them in whatever they had. And, um, and that felt good to me. I keep wanting to say responsible. That felt good to me to do for, for myself and then for, for them, um, so it just, it just, yeah, sometimes I don't have words for it. I just think it's just such a beautiful, powerful um, experience both ways that I think what I have to remember sometimes that it's, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing thing too, right? It's not a one and done, right? I had that powerful experience curled up fetal position, something moved out of my body, but there's more, but wait, there's more, right? So like you keep breathing, right? And then for others too, that it's like, okay, there's, there's more that we can, you know, explore and release, or even just because you're stressed and you need to relax your system to just come back to this state of calm. Um, yeah the 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 many things or the many um benefits i guess of of breath work still like i'm in awe sometimes when i think about it like man this is like really mm. just your breath <laughs> right it's just breathing uh, but it's more than that right it's it's holding that space and holding and and having that um connection with the group and being open to be channeled through for them. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So I will, I will end, I will not end, but I will say that um, I ended yesterday, I guess, with, with um, Josh, that connection is, is I'm learning is also a key, like connecting with others regularly is important because I think I had that so deeply when I went through the training and then coming out of it and feeling like everybody's in a whole state away or seven states away from me. And I like, how do I hold? So like whenever there's like, oh, we've got this group forming, like sign me up. There's this other group forming, sign me up. But there's this essence that's not, that's still not there that I, that I look for. Um, and so sometimes it does feel lonely and sometimes it feels like, okay, I'm going to breathe myself. And then it's like, it, it it almost feels like the day that I went into the church and I was expecting something and I walk away still feeling the same and never made that connection until now. Mm. And it, and it, it saddens me sometimes that's like, why, why can't I breathe and, and like go deeper? And why am I not? connecting inward or what's why is it taking me so long to drop in why is it you know um yeah so there's there's the beauty of it and then there's the muddy part of it I think that is hard and I and then I want to step away so on Instagram I'm on Instagram and I'm like you know I see all these great posts that people do not not the like the words, right? The like messages. And I repost a lot of those. And then for a minute, I was just like, I don't want to do any of that anymore. Like, I want to stop posting those things. And I want to stop. I want to start living some of these things as opposed to like throwing these out there for everybody else to see. Because um, they, they they strike me. And then I'm like, oh, I want to share this with others. Boom. And then I put it right out. Um, and they're all wonderful. And they're all the, you know, folks are liking them or they're resonating with them. But um which is good. It's just that it just sometimes feels quiet, lonely, and not transformational in some sessions. Um, and then I have to say, and that's okay too. Mm. Right? I resonate a lot with that. Mm -hmm. I, I graduated the cohort before you and I've been feeling that lately, like wanting that really like awe feeling that I used to have. And I even went to, I did a breath work yesterday by the woman that got me into breath work to begin with. And I was like, all right, now this is going to get me back. And it like 
well, it was kind of there, but not really. Like I got like tingles I used to get, but I wasn't like fully in it. And I was like getting really frustrated, but I, same thing. That's okay. It's okay to be that because it could be guiding a different direction. Like we don't know why, but like the same thing, like I joined all of the groups I could right after I graduated. I was like, I want to be, stay connected with everybody. But some of them didn't feel perfectly like I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it wasn't that click. Um, but I kept kind of trying out things. And then here I am, you know, creating this beautiful podcast with Josh. So I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes we just follow that feeling of like, OK, well, that feels OK. Could be I could get be getting a little more so maybe I keep searching a little bit maybe I try something a little bit newer maybe I say yes to something (laughs) new so Mm -hmm. it's all it's all part of that journey yeah it's hard it's it can be a little disheartening when you're like I just want to feel I just want to go as deep as I did one time and it's yeah yeah and I and I often I think like two or three weeks ago I was like I'm trying to recreate the past while trying to move into the future mm. and then and I don't know that that's what we're supposed to do because right. that experience was for that moment and right. so when I work really hard like I'll go back and I'll do some of the guided the the mentor led breathwork sessions in um you know um on the the recordings and and I, I'm like, this is like, you just said, this is, this is going to take me there. I'm going to go there. And it's like, yeah, it was good. But that right. was like for that moment, right? Like we were, we were experiencing practicum during that time, or we were like ending practicum or we were close to graduation. It was the force or whatever it was. And it was like, yeah. but that felt so good. And I, and I'm like, am I trying to recreate something that has already been there? And now what is it, what, what do I get to create now for myself, for the future, right? For let, let my creation today be tomorrow's memory, right? And, and take it into like, yeah, let's do that. Um, but for me, sometimes I find that to be a little paralyzing. It's like, it's mm. a little scary, like, okay, well, if that was, if that's not it, then what is like, what am I trying to create? And mm. I have, it's up to me to what to create. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It's and I think while we were in the classes, like while we were in the program, like we, we didn't know what we were creating either. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So, we so just, cool. we, we just flowed. We were saying yes to everything that was showing up for us every Monday night or whatever you, whenever you had classes, like we're just saying yes to it. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I, and I get the piece that there was an external force behind it. Right. Like it, like you just said something that paralyzes me too, that it's like, so I have to do this now. Right. Like, it's like, I, there's a little bit of yes to that, I think, right? Because we were responsible for our own. But like yesterday, I just I was describing to Josh how like I felt like we were in this like glowing bubble as as, as pause cohort, and then like I dropped out of it, and I was one little bubble now over here. And the more that I've walked, the less my and it was these like I said glowing bubble, and then I was this individual glowing, right? And as the the more that I've walked, the less my glow has been, and it's like. I want to go back. And it's like, I'm trying to jump back into that big bubble thing. Like, I, I, you know, but it's like, all right, well then what's, what is my responsibility here then? What, what I, I have it in me, right? If I, if I'm out of it, it's in me now. So I don't know, awakening some of those, those parts and, and yeah, knowing that I, I can create that elsewhere myself with, the community that that I can connect with so yeah yeah and then I don't want to dwell on it too much because then again I then I'm just then I overthink it right Mm -hmm. and then it's and it's no longer this flow it's this like it must be this because my brain make it makes sense in my brain when none of what we went through in pause made sense we just did it like we just (laughs) we just we just just did it um so so yeah but tis the season. That's what I keep saying. I'm like, okay, well, it's that season of letting go. Even if we don't know what we have to let go of, it's some, it's yeah. it's time to reflect. It's time to shed yeah. and reflect. Yeah, just be with yeah. yourself. So I'm, yeah. I'm in such a similar space. Thank you for sharing awesome. yeah. so much yeah. of that that realness. Yay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a thought. 
as you lady were ladies were sharing that I was just thinking about a lot of what breathwork is is a remembering and so pause was I saw as you as you were describing it it was uh like it's the bonfire it's it's this globe of fire and we went there and it didn't it didn't catch us on fire our energy vibrated at that same and said oh this is already me i just didn't know or didn't remember and then we leave and we're like oh i need to remember again and it's over mm. there in the thing that i have to get back in to remember but it's actually inside of us and then it it makes sense that our brain's like it's over there it's in the thing Mm -hmm. but if we remember that it's in here and then tapping into that exactly where we're at and it's the you know it's the bonfire that the torch you know we can just relight ourselves by interacting people that are lit up mm -hmm. and then our energy ignites but we need somebody to show up in that big space mm. that if we're all like, I'm not on fire, I promise I'm holding really still and I'm, I'm wet and cold and I'm not doing anything instead of, no, I'm, I'm on fire and yeah. check it out. You have that inside of you too. And whether you need just somebody to remind you, which we all do at times, we forget. Mm -hmm. But, but it, it, that's the, that's the cocoon. That's the, it's dark in there and it's cold and it's wet mm. and we forget. And then all of a sudden we crack open and we start to come out. And then it's like, now I have to be the flame. We have to feed the flame. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah. it makes sense. And maybe you create, like you can feel the feeling in your body of what it felt like going through pause, right? Mm -hmm. So it's in you now. Mm -hmm. And then it's just believing and daring to say, check it out, I'm on fire. Mm. Yeah. And then igniting the people around you not because that's your job, but just the spotlight. It, it's just the, we yeah, just radiate, it. we radiate. Mm -hmm. And then the yeah. people that are looking are like, he looks like he's on fire. I wonder if that's comfortable or I wonder if I could do that too. Mm -hmm. And then they invite yeah. themselves in. Yeah. That's what happened with you at the church. Even if somebody invites you, you have to invite yourself in too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I, I love, love that. I love the metaphor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's making me, it's helping me remember that the light is within me, that that flame is within me. And I keep chasing it outside because that's where I found it outside. I found that it was inside me from the outside. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I have to remember that it's inside. Right. Yeah. 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 I, well, it, I feel like it was refined in all of us. I feel like we've always known. We've always known that there's a little something, something inside of us, all of us. Um. And then, yeah, that reflecting inward through the program was a confirmation. And now it's, what are we going to do with it? Let's just be with it. Let's just grow in this within ourselves. Yeah, that, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Sorry, it just like really hit me real quick. <laughs> but it's like, gosh, all my life, I think I've chased the on the outside for something. We all do, don't we? Like we want, and not that connection and outside is a bad thing, but. But like these big things are the big things that have been resting dormant within us, right? Or we've 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 made dormant 
for whatever reason, right? Fear, doubt, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've got it dormant inside us, but it's like, this was a nice little knocking on the dormant power that it's like, I am on fire. (laughs) 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 Oh, they're all cool. It's always inside, and it's the most yeah. it's the most annoying reminder. It's like, oh, of course. <laughs> I knew that, but I have to remember that it's in here. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Feels good. So the plexus is on fire right now, friends. <laughs> Everything on the inside. <laughs> so <sighs> we love to wrap up by just allowing our guests. Like if they had a message to the world, what would you share? Uh, Man, how can I deviate from what we were just ending with? Like that is such a like (laughs) annoying, truthful reminder (laughs) Um, that gosh, if we slow down enough and be with ourselves and go inward, and sip in the power at whatever sip amount we can take, right? Then that's where we need to be. That's where that's where we grow. Um, and and I think permissioning ourselves to take a sip, not a gulp, not a guzzle, take the sip. Mm. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes, where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now and see you in the next episode.